Hi guys, welcome back to the Troubled Podcast. Uh, today I'm with my friend and possible future co-host Antonio Martinez. If he uh, can keep a strict regiment, that is. You know, you know how it is, guys. I am very uh, active. I'm on here every day, basically. Um, if he wants to say anything, he can. What's up? <laughs> he said, "What's up?" All right. <laughs> So, on this podcast today, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different stuff. We're going to be talking about the protest, obviously, because Trump just got acquitted. China, because I feel pretty strongly about some of that. And we have the first jobs report in this new physical quarter for America. We also got some possible funny news, some serial killer news, and a bunch of other stuff that we're going to be talking about only slightly, though. Nothing is going to be too crazy today, just because that's how it be. Get some stuff ready. Boom. All right. So, to start with, we're going to start with the topic of the protest on the White House. How do you feel? <laughs> Honestly, I would like for you to explain this to me, because I actually have been All right. distant from my phone. Okay. So, uh, you know, the protest and siege that happened at the White House? Yes. A couple months ago? Oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was basically just wondering, you know, do you think the siege was necessary? Do you think it shouldn't have happened, should have happened? What do you think, man? Like, them breaking into the White House? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think that it... I don't want to, like, like, I believe that they could have done something a lot better than storming the Capitol building before, like, you know, the whole vote thing happened. They could have just waited. We're at a protest before the vote thing happened. Oh, the Mega Million protest? Like, no, no, I'm saying, like, you know, they were protesting election fraud. They could have easily had a protest, like, long before... Right before Biden's inauguration, on the day of Biden's inauguration. Um, but I mean, obviously nothing can be changed now. But I also wanted to, also wanted to throw out there, like, do you feel like there was like a, a difference in response between the protests that we saw all summer? You know, in Portland there was 150 days of protest, but I personally think that there was a massive disproportionate response from the police and also National Guard, etc. compared to Portland. I mean, did you even hear anything about, like, people getting arrested and staying arrested in Portland? No. Um, I actually, like, no, not really. Yeah. Um, they just, every case that I've listened to, like, I've heard stories of people, like, defending their own businesses and they're getting arrested in the perpetrators just are let go the three days later if not sooner or they just like yeah they just let them go exactly and if like i'm not kidding if you go down 75 down toward detroit there were signs all the way down there saying help us find these people have you seen these people they're trying to anybody that was at the capitol that day they're trying to find and arrest and interrogate but the same thing is happening in Portland, California, Washington, all these other states, and I don't see any signs for those people. 
No, and also with the whole Capitol building, I don't know if like it was like I don't the videos that I watched of it. I'm not sure if like there are a few videos of the police un op- like they're opening the gate that was holding the crowd back, letting them in. Yeah, basically letting them in, and I don't know if that like see like I don't know if. If it was like staged, or if they just decided to let them in, knowing well what they were going to do, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't. That's just my thought on. No, that. I, I'm just laughing because you're sitting right on the bed, and I'm like chilling in a chair. Doesn't matter. Um. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think that it's gonna definitely have a. Uh, definitely affect on our enemies, like whether you like to believe it or not, people. Uh, China is not our friend. They have said so many times. Um, and that's going to get us into our topic of China. And I believe that the siege and the way that we're demonizing people were there, left and right. People were just protesting just like at any other protest. They were just protesting. It was the people who took action who took action. It's the same thing that you guys... Here, when it comes to extremist groups, it's 1% of the people. It's it's a very minute number or something that, you know, it could be, could be anybody, anybody, any crazy person. And trust me, there's a lot of crazy persons. We're going to be talking about a serial killer later. And yeah, yeah, he, he's crazy too. But on to the, you know, China topic, just because I have no way, no, no idea how to make a segue yet. We just started doing this. I want to talk about a little bit about China. I want to talk a little bit about China addressing some of its psychological effects on Chinese soldiers, which they are. They're doing studies right now based on, you know, depression with uh, submarine workers and younger soldiers and stuff like that. Yeah, they were, weren't they producing like a ton of, like, how many was, how many, they did, they produced, it was quite a few, like, new submarines and they were just these people were on there for what like 180 days if not longer yeah a a long long stretch of days and do you think that american soldiers suffer the same kind of psychological effects probably there's like not the same per se but like the navy they're on they could be out in sea for over like years just on the freighter ships you know what i'm actually gonna Take a peek into that while we got our, our trusty information computer right here. Longest and like USA submarine. And going, going back real quick to the China not liking us thing. I saw a video. Ooh. It was obviously in subtitles. I don't know if the subtitles were altered, but I, it was like an interview between like there's this like a news anchor from China and he was basically saying that they finally got rid of Trump and they're in our like, they're inside of our um, economy type, something like that. And they kept, and he was just, everyone was laughing and like all that. And they're like, yeah, now we got, got our guys in, but like also it could have been altered. See, this is the one thing that I hate about. I hate about, the difference between America and China when it comes to necessarily the news. Like, I cannot find, like, 
I look up something about the longest U.S., which is, by the way, actually the longest U.S. Uh, deployment for submarines is 800 days, which is absolutely insane. Um, but I try to find that on China, and they don't list anything. And I that has, and I don't know. I feel like that has to change if we're going to ever become friends with China. Yeah, they don't post. They don't. They don't let us know anything. Right now, they're telling their people that the that that coronavirus is almost obliterated, but I don't think that's true. I actually have a friend who lives in China, um, and she was saying that the Chinese government right now is saying that the the you know virus is obliterated and everything is going back to normal. I did. I heard not the same thing, but I've also heard that China stopped reporting coronavirus cases like months ago. Yeah, but I don't know if if it changed within the last few months of me hearing that but yeah I, we were still counting cases like a lot well they, and they yeah. stopped counting they have videos of like them legitimately like locking people inside their homes though oh true like and they tried to hide those kind all those videos and stuff that's that's we're not gonna get into all that though that's just gonna make me angry and i don't feel like ranting today but we're gonna talk about china for one more second um Um, oh yeah, I, I just want to make everybody aware, like, I don't necessarily hate China, but I, I do understand that they are our biggest enemy, especially now, since Joe Biden is doing, and this is true, um, Joe Biden is doing military training in the southern China seas, and they are also moving DF-26 missiles deep into, um, deep, deep into the Chinese territory that's close to the U.S. Easily be able to attack L.A. But back in, like, the Cold War, you know, we we were, like, mad at Russia for just moving anything close to us, but we just let China do this. And that's why people are saying things about Joe Biden right now, about how he's possibly compromised. I don't know if you heard anything about this, but he actually recently, um, he actually recently took a moratorium, which means a stop, basically, um, for anybody who doesn't know. He may put a stop for because we had uh, we had a rule we passed legislation that said that China couldn't be in charge of or inputting any kind of technology into our electrical grid, yeah, into our transformers, which is obviously electrical grid and stuff like that. Joe Biden just stopped that for ninety days. Oh, the last thing I heard of what Joe Biden did it was. Um, he was, he was thinking about, or is going to let like, uh, it was like 25,000, 24,000, uh, immigrants into the U S on like, what's that? They like, basically if they live in a terrible area, he was oh, refugees, kind of something like that. They're seeking asylum. That's what it is. They were seeking asylum, and he was thinking about letting, like, it was either, like, 24,000 or or 24 million, but I doubt it's that. Yeah, that would be pretty absurd. I mean, my whole thing with that is Joe Biden just, you know, killed, whether you agree with it or not. If you want to have a discussion about the pipeline, that's one thing. But for me personally, I don't agree with it. He just, you know, shut down the Keystone Pipeline. 
and that put 11,000 people on a job. So if he's bringing in 24,000 people, that's 11,000 people who are now competing with 24,000 people. And I think within the last few weeks, the uh, unemployment cases reached uh, about, what was it, 900,000, like maybe two weeks ago, new unemployment cases. Um, so I actually have the first U.S. jobs report. Um, apparently we have lost six point, we'll just jump to that because you brought that up. Um, apparently the first U.S. jobs report that we've had this in our physical quarter is about 6.7%. Jumps, some jobs have held up such as housing market and manufacturer and some manufacturing, thank God, but the labor force and restaurants are struggling significantly. While all this is happening, though, Joe Biden wants to give another $1.3 trillion to the people. And like like I told you before, like we've already printed it out. I think it's 37% now instead of 33, 37% of every dollar that's ever been created in America in the last 12 months, last 11 months, not even a full year. And uh, on that, my boss was telling me that when they – like new money mm. he said when he was growing up when they print new money they would take the old money like oh and they would black they, label it yeah they would take it out of circulation mm. so it wouldn't damage the economy as much yeah they're it not, still does they're not but, doing that <laughs> oh well yeah no, they're, they're we're, we're looking at a massive inflation inflation crisis right now because it's like a balloon just you you throw more money into it it just inflates yeah, and we were watching... Um, Eventually it'll pop. I just watched that one movie. It was uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, and they were... In the beginning, they were talking about, like, the Great Depression and all that How stuff. How was that movie, by the way? It was actually pretty good. Um, it wasn't, like, what give I a, thought... Give a rough uh, rundown of what it was about. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, everybody. Basically, it was about the Black Panthers movement group and how, in the movie, they... Like the, these guys wanted peace and yeah, they went, I guess, the wrong way about it, but, um, the police were just running the streets. Like they, I guess. Like a gang. Yeah, pretty much. Like they basically, they used their badge to do whatever. And, um, the leader of the Black Panthers was only 21 years old that I found out and um the so, fbi was in on it the well there was an fbi agent that hired do you remember who the leader of the black panthers was his name was was he judas or is uh, or is that talking more about the cops that was um his name what was it he basically like and it wasn't just like the police too the fbi did not want um did the, the, they despise that they were trying to do peace. Like they made the director of the FBI at the time. Um, very like, it was just more racist. Like they despised like the black communities at that point still. And it, this actually, takes place a few maybe a few weeks or maybe a month or two after Martin Luther King so was, was it, assassinated. Was it William O'Neill or Fred Hampton? 
Oh, I think it was o- oh O'Neill. I think O'Neill was one of his like generals, lackeys. Yeah, but like he was actually he got caught boosting cars, and the FBI hired him and told him that five years because he impersonated what he would do was. Oh, I saw that in the trailer. Yeah, what he would do was a badge at the time. What he explained was scarier than a gun because anyone on the streets can get a gun. But when you have a badge, it's like you have a whole army behind you. Mm-hmm. That's what that's that was one of his quotes. Um, and he, but either the police, the FBI agent pulled him pulled him in and told him that's one year for the car, like for stealing the car, and then it's five years for impersonating a federal agent. Which he gave him an ultimatum, like, hey go to prison or you work for me. So then that's why he joined the black Panthers. And that's why it's called Judas and the black Messiah. So Fred Hampton must be the black Messiah, you know, the leader. And then William O'Neill is Judas because he is betraying them. Yes. And very interesting. And, um, so another thing that basically it gets downhill, the FBI director has more informants that are part of the black community inside the different because the black panthers were s- spread all across the u.s not it wasn't as big as what you would think but they had like small cities all across the u.s yeah, and, um, so the director had an informant and basically was saying that like they the fbi knew that they were killing like he had them kill a bunch of people and they're just like, dude, it's great. Like we don't have to get our hands dirty on this. It's just them basically like black on black crime. Yeah. Killing each other. And, um, so later on they basically, uh, Judas or O'Neill, um, the, his FBI person that threatened him to just put him away, uh, gave him like he had they gave him a vial of like poison and told him hey you gotta you know if you do this this will happen you'll be free all that happens well straight murdering people yes well actually the police it's crazy like i did like i actually looked it up and found out this was true the police shot 99 bullets into um the leader's house and Uh, yeah and killed him and i think the black panther party shot i don't know maximum of five bullets if not less and yeah he that's how he went but and i think the the wife or the girlfriend of the the leader filed a lawsuit and she was asking like like a just a absurd amount of money and it was and they fought years in the court system and they settled on like 1.8 million i definitely feel like her life is worth a little bit more than that that you know she that she wanted like i think 17 million i could be wrong but true yeah and then her son actually was part of the black panther movements before it just broke apart I do recommend the watch. I thought it was going to be terrible, but it actually wasn't a bad movie at all. 
Well, on the note of that movie, yes, it's a good time to ask this. And, you know, before I say this, I'm just letting all you, if there's anybody on here that's like a California liberal, no offense, uh, he is, he is Hispanic, so I, I feel like I can ask him this question and get a legitimate response. Do you think racism is a public health crisis right now? Saying that we're dealing with the coronavirus and all these extra things. I'm not saying, do you think racism exists? Because obviously anybody can be racist, and there are probably still a lot of racist people out there. But do you think it's a public health crisis? I think the government's making it a public health crisis. Like Joe Biden saying... If you don't vote for me, you're not black. Or no. and like I was, I've been wa- I've watched videos where like people from the '90s, like before us, like they were watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air, they were watching all these new black comedians and actors coming to the spotlight, and for them it was no big deal. They didn't even think about it because they were being like they were watching this stuff grow up. And then as they got older, they were hearing about black this, black that, black this, white this, white this, white this, black this. Hispanic this, and it's like, I feel like at the same time as recognizing our cultural differences, we also need to forget about them a little bit, too. Yeah, and I do believe there is racism out there. Like you said, there's, you can't, you can't, like, change. I mean, yeah, there's a Confederate flag, like, (laughs) four blocks over. Yeah, and also, we live in Never mind, I'm not going to say that. We live in an area, by the way, that's predominantly uh, black. So it's very weird that there's a Confederate flag here. <laughs> well, like, I just, I don't think that racism is a problem. I just feel that it's just the media, for example, like they spew out all this crazy... Like the Cracker Barrel thing? Yeah. Did you hear that? That's, that was 100% made up by that guy. What? It, the, so, sitting down at an old Cracker is an old man who would be talking, like, just an old man making weird conversation. Yes. And they would do it by the barrel, which is another terminology for the table. At least that's what I heard. If there's a little bit of nuance to that saying like you know maybe i'm remembering a little bit of it wrong that's possible but it's 100 percent not a barrel filled with whips and it's cracker so it's like a white old cracker because you crack the whip that's all bull but bs it's not true and i've actually eaten there before and it was really good got grits but um no i think it's just more media than like, if people just would turn their TVs off and not pay attention to what, like, even, like, it's not just, like, the other, like, more left-leaning media outlets. It's all of them. Yeah. Even, like, I, Fox News perpetuates that shit. There's, uh, I got a picture, and it was of back in the 50s on how many news outlets were owned or how many there was. And um, there was actually quite a few compared to what there is now. Well, while you look that up, I'm going to talk about something. I'm going to talk about some... I'm going to talk about... uh, I'm just going to... While you're pulling that up, I'm going to talk about, you know, 
a little bit of funny news what we're talking about. It's no, no, go ahead. Actually, you got it right. Yeah, it's right there. It's it's just a picture of that ninety percent. Wow. So apparently, in nineteen eighty three, ninety percent of America media was owned by fifty companies. Which you know, when you when you hear that number, you might not think it's a lot, but. Uh, 2011, 90% of companies are, 90% of news stations are controlled by fucking six media giants. Yeah. General Electric, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time Warners, and CBS. Yeah. That's pretty absurd. Yeah. And I feel like that's also, like, it's really, and there's there's videos of, um, that I've seen of this guy putting together every media outlet that he can think of and playing like the news, the different news anchors at the same time. And they were all saying, Oh, I've seen that the exact same. I've seen thing. that you could overlay it and their dialogue would be the same, the exact same word for word. I didn't. Okay guys. Sorry. I, uh, I didn't realize you can only record 30 minutes max. So we're going to bust through these last topics in five minutes. Apparently, you got to record unless you download the app. I wish I would have seen that before we started recording. Okay, so we got, we're going to bust through it really quick. We got three more topics to go through, and I got a closing monologue. Yes, I wrote my closing monologue. Get off my back. Um, so the funny news is, is I was telling you about this. This man got his, <laughs> his dick stuck in that internet-enabled chastity cage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. hackers hacked into it, and they, like, literally, he literally had to cut his dick out with a pair of pliers i don't even know what an inner i gotta look this up real quick this might oh i don't want this to kill her name i want to know what a, a internet enabled chastity belt looks like chastity belt let me see this shit. ew don't do it it's not worth it don't walk this up it looks like it's like I guess you stick your penis in there and it locks it. It looks like a like a dildo with a hole for like you stick your penis in where it gets locked. That's not. Don't do it. Don't do that. Yeah, p please, guys, if you're sitting at home thinking, hmm, internet enabled chassis belt, don't do it. <laughs> you'll get hacked. Yeah, you'll get hacked. This guy had to pay out a thousand dollars in order to get free, and then they just laughed at him and they didn't even let him out. So yeah, if you're thinking about it, don't do it. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Um, and we actually have a couple possible serial killers. We will talk about this another time, but apparently Gen Z and Gen X has the most likely to be serial killers generation. So I 100% believe there's this many serial killers in this short period of time. So there was two serial killers. We have a possible serial killer. Um... This guy, uh, he found this abandoned car with a 90-year-old, uh, actually, I don't know how old his victim was, but he was uh, captured. His name was Marencio Navarra Garibay. He found this abandoned car with a deceased person in it, and the profilers were like, well, we're pretty sure this is the guy. And ended up committing committing to ninety three murders that they have verified, which would be the most verified prolific serial killer in the world. I mean, well, I guess not the world in the country because there's a German serial killer who did a little bit more. But 
then me thinking, you know, well, you know, there's about 2,000 serial killers on average that are walking around at any time. There shouldn't be that many. I read this. There's a, a train, a train river. Serial killer loose on subway, says cops. This was posted yesterday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. A lone madman is bleeding to fatally stab two homeless people and slash two others in 14-hour spree. So he's trying. He's trying to kill some fools. And that seems, uh, I don't know. We're going to get into that in the next episode. Sorry, guys. I didn't plan for this well enough. So next episode, serial killers. That's what I'm going to do some research on. We'll, we'll talk lengthy about that. But I just wanted to say something about that. You know, so you guys out there, if you live in New York, if you live in, I believe this is Washington, be careful. They still believe the tube sock killers out and he lives in Northern Oregon. So there's, there's stuff to be worried about. Always lock your doors. Always honestly carry if you're, if you're able. Um, yeah. I don't even know if I if I want to do my um. I don't know if I even want to do my closing monologue because it's pretty depressing. But I will just say these last couple things. I want you people to really think about what politicians get away with. Trump's lawyers literally, no, no, not Trump's lawyers. The lawyers who are working on the Trump investigation literally fabricated evidence, and he got probation. If somebody like me, you, or Antonio here did something like that, we'd go to jail for years. It's time that the elites stop being above us, Democrat and Republicans, because they're both on both sides. We finally take back the power and give it back to the people who are actually the freaking people, man, not these rich bastards. That's all I got to say today. I will see you guys tomorrow with the Serial Killer episode. You got anything to say before we can't close off? Um, no, no, not really. Um, I'm just, that was, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. This is the Trouble Podcast. Thank you.